the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kuwale Agbayani, and not Mr. Alan Mia, but the one and only Paul Brecht joining me this morning. Welcome to the show, Paul. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to join you. Uh, unfortunately, I, as much as I love to have Alan here, I like to steal a spot here and there. Uh, exactly. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, good to have you on this morning on this Aloha Friday and this Super Bowl Friday, the eve of the eve of Super Bowl 57. Hope everyone's excited. Okay, this is a trick question for you, though, Paul. Are you looking forward to Rihanna? I know she's like the last time, like, or when she started releasing music, you weren't even like probably a speck in your parents, like, I yet, but. <laughs> I, Rihanna's a lot of fun. Good music, good music. Uh, why do you ask? No, just because Alan always likes to give me a hard time because yesterday we were playing all Rihanna bumper music and today we are going to have all Rihanna bumper music again just because I am a huge Rihanna fan and this is my show and that's what, you know. We got to celebrate her making her return to the live stage in like, I want to say it's like five years or something. And uh, it's pretty shout out to my friend Melissa, who's out there. She is an officer with the uh, Air National Guard and she gets to go to Arizona and be part of their um, flyover, which is an all female flyover, by the way. So it's all female pilots that are going to do the flyover for the as we see the national anthem and the Super Bowl. So that's huge um, as I'm getting chicken skin just <laughs> talking about it. But she's out there covering it. So hopefully we can get some good video as I kind of indirectly told her like, hey, share some with us so we can uh, post it on our social media because she has to, again, cover the event for the Air National Guard um, or just the National Guard. Anyways, before we kind of get into all the Super Bowl talk, look at the odds, I uh, want to make you know a note. That's why it's kind of ironic that Paul gets to join me this morning because yesterday they had all the awards for MVP player of the year and whatnot and he is a Jets fan so I got the Jets fan joining me in here and both rookie of the year it's on the offensive and defensive sides went to J-E-T-S Jets 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 Garrett Wilson the wide receiver getting rookie offensive rookie of the year and Sauce Gardner their corner getting defensive rookie of the year as we mentioned um Luckily, luckily for Garrett Wilson, uh, their running back did get injured because he probably would have gotten the uh, offensive rookie of the year. But how does that make you feel, Paul, as a Jets fan, that they are, you know, kind of taking this turn? I mean, I'm not sure how you feel about Zach Wilson and whatever. But other than that, at least it seems like it's finally headed in the right direction. Yeah, I think you put it a good way. Uh, heading in the right direction for sure. Um it was a big day to be a Jets fan, obviously, to win, or let me rephrase, to sweep the Offensive and Defensive <laughs> Rookie of the Year awards uh, is exactly what you want in a rookie draft class and when your first two picks in uh, Garrett Wilson, well, Sauce Gardner obviously at four and Garrett Wilson at ten, uh, when they are able to put up the seasons that they did and obviously get recognized by the NFL, uh, it feels good as a fan as well. It was a big win. Also, two guys, Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas, making it into the NFL Hall of Fame exactly. yesterday. Yep. So 
big day to be a Jets fan. Pretty uh, pretty good one for me. <laughs> and going through some of the other awards, if you guys missed it yesterday, my call for coach of the year. Well, I'm going to full transparency. He wasn't my call for coach of the year in the um before the season started bet when I was in Las Vegas. My bet did not go in for uh, Brian Dayball, but about mid-season, I was saying, you know what, this guy is going to be coach of the year. And when we kind of, when the nominees got released, I even said, nope, Brian Dayball is my guy. I mean, you have to give him credit. He turned around the Giants like in one season with pretty much the same players and team but also not only that but my whole my big thing is on the bills where Brian Dayball used to be the OC on the bills and you really saw not only just the bills offense but Josh Allen really kind of take a dip this season and they didn't look as explosive Josh Allen didn't he was great but he didn't look the same as he has the past couple of years and I think a lot of that is because Brian Dayball isn't there anymore so if you put that with the fact that he was able to turn around the Giants make them a playoff team like what (laughs) Giants a playoff team with uh, Danny Dimes of all people uh, that proves a lot and I'm I'm happy he was able to to win that coach of the year yeah he absolutely deserved it I think you bring up a really good point in talking about the comparison of the two quarterbacks that he's coached in the past two years obviously last year Josh Allen had an MVP type season and then this year Uh, All of a sudden, you start to see again the turnover issues that Mm -hmm. you saw him have coming out of Wyoming uh, uh, that scouts had concerns about. And then you also mentioned Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, who consistently had an issue fumbling the football. uh, And and there were real question marks about him going forward as the Giants quarterback one of the future. And uh, all of a sudden, Coach Dable comes in and... Jones's turnovers go down. He plays some of the best football of his career. And like you mentioned, the Giants made the playoffs with almost the same roster that they had last year, which had them picking. (laughs) You know, it, it really was an impressive performance. And it shows you almost how much coaching goes into football, almost more than other sports. I don't want to take away from Mm -hmm. like basketball, baseball, softball, whatever with other sports, how much coaching goes into that. But the, the impact that you saw Day will have this year with the Giants uh, once again speaks to the impact that coaching has at uh, or, or in the sport of football. Yeah, and that's why we see, uh, Alan and I bring this up all the time, is when you see, say like, first one that pops into my head, like Matt Patricia, right? Offensive court or defense coordinator, and then it's like you go and be a head coach, and you're like, gosh, you're all. And then the same can be said now with Josh McDaniels over at the Raiders, like, you're a little suspect, even though you came from the Patriots. But that's how much of a difference it is. Like, you could be a great coordinator, but you go off and be the head guy, and you're like, eh. And then you can have almost little to no experience. Like, maybe, like, someone speaking of Patricia, but then coach now at the Lions. He was my second choice for coach of the year in Dan Campbell. He's by far. And even though I'm a Bears fan and Lions are in the division, I'm like, you know what? Got to give his hats, our hats off to Dan Campbell. Cause, and then you watch, like hard knocks and you're like I want to play for this guy like he just gets the please like he's a player guy he gets them excited but nonetheless I, I think it the future is bright for the Detroit Lions and the future is a little dim for the Green Bay Packers and that's all that us Bears fans can hope for <laughs> not knowing where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up as he seeks clarity in his four days of complete darkness and whatnot I don't know what I mean hey I'm all for people meditating but Aaron Rodgers is a very different and interesting character with, yeah, if you guys didn't hear about that, he's going on some retreat and basically depriving himself of any type of sensory thing. And apparently he's going, after that, he will decide, 
where he will take his talents to. <laughs> yeah. Can't make this stuff up. He, he's like basically paying to torture himself for four exactly. days, it seems like. And then that is the clarity that he's going to need. Um, all that being said, he might end up wearing Gotham green next season. So who, who <laughs> yeah, knows? Uh, that would be uh, interesting. That. It would be. The, the Jets are a quarterback away, but then again, uh, you never know when quarterbacks reach that upper stage Rodgers is an alien but he's what 38 39 years old uh we've seen one guy play into his 40s (laughs) at an elite level and he just retired so I know and speaking of you know quarterbacks taking their downturn when you think about like Russell Wilson who is actually going through some other issues which we will get to in uh, a little later in the show but he's someone that you kind of saw like oh that's what this you know, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks saw this whole time. That's why they weren't afraid to let him go and like, go ahead. Bye. And speaking of the Seahawks, I mean, going back to our NFL honors, the comeback player of the year, as I was hopeful that it would be, is Geno Smith. Who would have thought that guy would have came back? Also, the this season's quarterback for the Seahawks. That, I mean, that's huge for Gino. I'm glad he had this resurgence. And the fact that he was able to do that well, it's like, wow, that's Again, just environment, coaching just makes you that much better because he's still very physically healthy to kind of get the job done. But I'm excited for Geno Smith and, of course, excited for all my or my Seattle Seahawks fans out there, as we know there are a lot here in Hawaii. A little more than I remember, like, before they won Super Bowls, but it's okay. <laughs> That's always the case, isn't it? Yeah. Geno Smith, also a former Jet. Tell you what, man, I was just, I swept at the awards last night. This <laughs> well, was pretty that great. Was kind of the, that was kind of the joke, right, about, but now that the Jets are, again, moving in the right direct direction, before it was like, oh, Geno Smith, you know, the Jets are where your career goes to, like, live for a split second and then die. And then that's why when Geno started to do good this season, you're like, oh, see, it was the Jets' problem and it was the Jets' fault in that organization. But, hey, now they had the new head coach this year and it looks like they're doing the right thing because you can't take away from the rookies sweeping the rookie awards. No, of course <laughs> not. But uh, awesome season from Geno Smith. Completely deserved. I did know that there were some Giants fans I saw on Twitter complaining about uh, what did he come back from outside of sitting on the bench. Uh, a little frustration for Saquon Barkley, who only received four votes, um, who came back from an ACL injury. Though I will say, in my opinion, I did think Gino deserved it. A fantastic mm-hmm. season. A guy who has uh, persevered through a lot of real tough seasons, uh, tough franchises, uh, he, people forget that he was the guy who replaced Eli Manning and broke the, you know, consecutive starts streak. So he hasn't always been the the bell of the ball per se. Yeah. So it, it is nice to see him finally get his flowers. Yeah, and the offensive player of the year was nice to see it go to a receiver of all people. The only other person nominated that wasn't a quarterback in this category in Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's he's incredible. Like the Vikings are so lucky to have him. He makes their offense. I mean, he pretty much is their offense in in a way. But Justin Jefferson winning the offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year is Nick Bosa. Pretty much no surprise there. I was surprised, though. I saw that like Michael Parsons didn't even get a single vote. So that was surprising. I do think Nick Bosa deserves a Defensive Player of the Year award, the 49ers defensive end. But the fact that Michael Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys didn't get a single vote was somewhat shocking to me. Yeah, shocking, I think, is a fair assessment of it. Uh, a guy who we saw 
dominate the defensive rookie of the year voting and a guy who is a first team all pro type of linebacker rusher yeah. uh and, and somebody who is a chess piece for that dallas cowboys defense uh that allows them to play and allows dan quinn to have that defense play at another level so it, i agree wholeheartedly is a bit shocking to see him not receive any first place votes yeah and last well there's quite a few but the one that i know a lot of people are uh, focused on wanted to say last but not least of no surprise well somewhat of a surprise to me but at the same time no surprise the most valuable player mvp is chiefs quarterback patrick mahomes and actually we kind of you know, joke about Rihanna and Pat Mahomes. And I wanted to actually play this that happened in the week about uh, just <laughs> a little joking question and, and Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes kind of getting, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys decide for yourself and talk about it after. It's kind of funny. Here it is. All right, brother. So how you doing? Good, man. Good. All right. Good. Just kidding. Great. Um, that is weird. Rihanna came out and said that you are live radio. the greatest quarterback. <laughs> live radio, folks. Again, it was working like before we went on the show. Oh, I know. Press that one, two at the top. <laughs> and the one. There we go. It should work now. Let's try this again. Huh? <laughs> All right, brother. So how you doing? Good, man. Good. All right, great. Um, Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. Hearing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it, makes me, it makes you feel great. Uh, then uh, it's, She's, uh, she's going to crush it at halftime. I have family members that I think are more excited about the halftime show than they are the game. Um, and so uh, whatever Rihanna says is like, like the gospel. So I'm glad that she, she went with me for that, for that honor. She didn't. She oh. didn't. I was just messing around. Oh, man. <laughs> you, got, you got me up here smiling and smirking. <laughs> okay, all right. My last question. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I literally, and obviously I LOL just now, literally, when I first saw that, I was like, dying <laughs> like poor and Patrick Mahomes right he's he, he's a little like awkward like for as much of the as the kids say these days as much of the dog that he has in him when he plays football he's kind of like you know you're like he's a little awkward at times so the fact that someone asked him that question and he's like oh, <laughs> oh God, it, it really what and the shame the shame is that people who can't when you listen to the clip you can't really see his face <laughs> but he says it right at the end like you got me up here smiling and everything he really had this like big old grin on his face like thinking about it, like oh rihanna said that about me yeah. oh my gosh uh it's a mean prank to play it's so I don't mean know. <laughs> that, that reporter man and he's yeah he's just like yeah, she's he, when Patrick Mahomes is like, yeah, and, and I'm just it's honored that she went with me. And then just the way that the reporter goes, well, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that. Sorry, she didn't say that. Um, All right. Uh, need to step aside. We're going to take a break and be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake up in the den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to 
back to Wake Up In The Den. Kule Agbayani, Paul Brecht on this Aloha Friday. Countdown to Super Bowl 57. Woo! Hope everyone's going to have some like fun and exciting plans. There you go. That's the start of our Rihanna music. Granted, that's more of a remix. That's like the newer-ish Rihanna, different vibes Rihanna, but... Rihanna, nonetheless, uh, since I don't have Alan here to roll his eyes at me when I'm playing the Rihanna music. Paul's a little better sport of entertaining, like, my yeah. music. Almost but you know, get out of jail free card, it seems yeah, like, right? Yeah, but you know, like, I mean, granted, I don't know if everyone does listening, all of our million six and a half listeners that we have that listen to this show, um, and millions watching around the world. Uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of Rihanna, but I have been told quite often by multiple people that they do enjoy that we change our music like every day. Sometimes not every day because I sometimes we forget to put in new music, but for the most part, we change the uh, bumper music and it, yeah, everyone says they like it. It changes it up and uh, they laugh and yeah, get a, get a kick out of it when I throw Alan off and yeah, either play Rihanna or he really enjoys Taylor Swift. <laughs> Got to keep the people on their toes, <laughs> but more importantly, you got to keep Alan on his toes. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get a little, you know, complacent every once in a while. <laughs> As, um, you know, no surprise here, even though he's not in studio, he is listening to us and he said, trust me, I'm still rolling my eyes. <laughs> Shoot. Oh. All right. So right when I was going to go into a whole rant about Alan, dang it, he's listening. Oh, I was talking to you about the break about him and we were going to fill this whole segment. But all right, got to change it up. Got to go back to our NFL talk then because we're going to talk about Alan. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure everyone listening is going to be real sad about that. <laughs> all right. Going to the actual game as we were talking about the awards as NFL honors and the Hall Pro Football Hall of Fame class was announced yesterday. Actually, I didn't go down the whole uh list actually one of the ones that i was excited to see also of course your jet people but like <laughs> but ronde barber darrell revis joe thomas zach thomas demarcus where don corio who is a coach and contributor chuck chuck howley uh joe klecko and ken riley rounded out the pro football hall of fame class of 2023 all right now going to the actual game of the super bowl there has been no change i thought there would be a change from monday till now but there has been no line change of this game the kansas city chiefs are still the underdog at plus one and a half and on the money line at plus 105 and philadelphia eagles on the money line are minus 125 so still a relatively close game but no surprise as the line has not moved at all or I wouldn't say no surprise a little bit surprised I still think there was actually a massive bet though that went in on the Chiefs money line so I'm like is this a good omen should I follow and go <laughs> um that way because if if you're if you believe in the Chiefs and I feel like I can never bet against the Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is under center because he's almost like Tom Brady like I it just even though I bet against Tom Brady once when I did go watch that Super Bowl in Vegas and won. Um, luckily, that was before I really engulfed myself in sports, so I felt like I didn't know any better. Yeah, I, I knew that Tom Brady was Tom Brady. I think he had won like three Super Bowls up until that point. But something just told me it was like an instant, okay, I'm going to go with the, the Jets or Jets, Giants and Eli Manning at that time. And 
lo and behold, they they won. They seem to that Giants team or Eli Manning at least seems to be the kryptonite for Tom Brady as they beat him twice. But nonetheless, I didn't overthink it like I feel like I do now. And so I just want to like go with my gut feeling and be like, you know what? We're going with the Chiefs because I cannot bet like against Patrick Mahomes. Even with a bum ankle and all, he's just, and not only Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and just that coaching staff earlier, we talked about how important coaching is. I mean, Andy Reid and then uh, Eric Bieniemy. like I feel like they're just the ideal coaches to be able to run a successful offense, even when your quarterback is not 100%. Yeah, you know, you see it when Chad Henney has to play in the playoffs and he's able to lead the team down to, you know, the scoring drive. The offense is quarterback friendly. They allow players to make plays. And obviously the quarterback still has to make plays. I don't want to sit here and act like Patrick Mahomes is a product (laughs) of the system or, you know, that Chad Henney doesn't have talent and he couldn't lead a touchdown drive on his own. But it goes again to the coaching aspect of things and uh it's funny you mentioned that giants patriots super bowl you know they're it's the third super bowl being played at this stadium in arizona that was the first one the uh, giants patriots match up there and then there's the patriots seahawks so it's the first time that they're not going to have the patriots in the uh, super bowl which as a jets fan makes my heart happy <laughs> i think um, everyone <laughs> You don't have to only be a Chets fan. I think that's everybody at this point. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's they're one and one. AFC has one win. NFC has one win. So this is a tiebreaker, you know, the rubber match. So, uh, I, my best advice uh, just from the peanut gallery over here, go with your gut whenever you're betting. You know, Especially the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just like something Anything can happen. You. Exactly. I was talking to someone the other day and um, just when it comes to – Because you're always, you go into it. I mean, it's so bad because clearly I'm not like a real gambler because I go into it thinking I'm going to (laughs) lose. And apparently like what real gamblers go into every bet. And this is not only sports betting, but when you go to Vegas and you go to the casinos and put your money into like a slot machine, you're always, and play cards, you're always supposed to think like, how much can I win? But I'm the opposite. (laughs) I'm like, how much am I going to lose if I put this bet in? Well, that's kind of how I I would bet is like, I go and the amount that I wager is the amount that I'm willing to lose at yeah. that time. And that's the, the advice I give to people. The like, winnings are just, that's bonus. That's, yeah. that's the, you know, frosting on top, cake <laughs> yeah. on top, whatever. How much fun is this going to be? All right. So now that I looked at some of these fun facts. So like I said earlier, some big uh, six-figure bets rolling in for Super Bowl 57. Uh, one big bet that went in yesterday came in at BetMGM, BetMGM in Nevada. So half a million dollars. $500,000 on the Chiefs money line at plus 105. So that's one of the big six-figure bets that went in for the Super Bowl. Another uh, second, actually seven-figure Super Bowl 57 wager reported at BetMGM in Nevada. So that same area in Nevada would is $1.25 million on the Eagles money line at minus 125. So that bet would win... A million dollars if it wins. So <laughs> I'm like, what? So both the there was also another seven figure bet that went in on the Eagles. So you have like the smaller bet on the Chiefs money line at only at air quote only half a million dollars. And then you have a big one point two five million on the Eagles. I tell you what, the one thing that does kind of scare me a little bit 
is that Drake. So yeah, that Drake, the artist Drake, uh, he does bet a lot. He's almost he's almost kind of like the Floyd Mayweather of you know musical artists where he's open about like how much he bets on he's a celebrity that's open about how much he gambles and bets on games and whatnot so drake's super bowl 57 bets this is the part that kind of scares me as much as i say i don't bet against patrick mahomes uh drake is taking the chiefs (laughs) he got a money line though of plus 110 so a little better odds than the plus 105 he put 700 thousand dollars on the chiefs money line so the fact that drake bet on the chiefs makes me a little worried yeah the drake curse <laughs> exactly. uh, though, though it was broken i forget i was it the raptors who broke it or i, I don't know uh, i know the drake curse was broken by like one team but that's about it As anytime i see who he picks for a championship i'm normally like oh exactly man. so now i'm a little cringe some of his other bets are 50k on the Mahomes first touchdown at 14 to 1, 25k on Kelsey as the MVP at 9 to 1, 50k on Juju Smith-Schuster for the first touchdown, um 50 I think that's supposed to have a k on it. 60k cuz it just says $60. <laughs> I uh, I'm pretty sure J- Drake is like a little more than just sixty dollars. That's like a me bet. <laughs> I, I was gonna say sixty bucks is like I look at that, I toss that down. I'm like, this this is gonna win me a bunch of money. And he tosses that down, and it's an accident. Yeah, <laughs> and and then that's funny because it's probably that's probably a good comparison in terms of the scale of how much he how much money he has. Where yeah, sixty bucks to us normal people is his sixty K. So he's like, yeah. So sixty K on a tight end as MVP position at nine to one. Fifty K on Kansas City to win both halves at four to one odds. Uh and thirty K on Kansas City wins every quarter. 20 to 1. So he's really going majorly all in on the Kansas City Chiefs. So again, now this makes me a little nervous on Kansas City. So I full transparency, I think that Kansas City is going to win as well simply because you said it before, it's really hard for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Even me sitting here saying that, I have a really hard time seeing the Eagles not winning a single quarter. Yeah. Like at all, especially considering how dominant this team has been all throughout the season, how good of a roster it has, both offensively and defensively. Like it, the, I I heard somebody say this somewhere. Uh, they've built like the Avengers on both sides <laughs> of the ball. It's unbelievable. So it, it's going to be a great matchup. So I don't know if I see the Chiefs running away with it. And by the way, I don't know if this matters to some people. Uh, Chris Berman's pick in his annual Super Bowl picks, is Chiefs 29, Eagles 26. So that does make it in the over category as well as the OU is set at 50 and a half. So if that matters to people, that's Chris Berman's pick, which I feel like it will be a close score like that. I just, I don't know, something tells me this is going to hit the under. But, and as we like to joke, if he's still listening, Allen feels good about the over. And Allen is usually never correct on the over. So (laughs) (laughs) that's just that just seems to be the uh, way that it rolls for Allen. Anytime he feels good about the over. All right. Last thing. Uh, This is just the world of betting in general, as we talked about a couple of days ago with this to be is expected to be the most bet on Super Bowl ever. One, the fact that the game itself is in a state where it's sports betting is legal. And two, the fact that sports betting is legal over half the country and states of 
over half the states in this country. Anyways, before I talk about that, I don't want to get on another tangent about that. But if you look at the list of top 10 U.S. states in sports betting money wagered in December 2022 of states reporting so far, New York is at the top at $1.63 billion in December. (laughs) In December. Uh, Who's at number two, Paul? New Jersey. $1.06 $1.06 billion. I, I have no comment for my fellow Northeastern folks at this time. <laughs> number three, Illinois at $1.03 billion. And number four is where Nevada, of all places, sits. Number four, which of course used to be the one and only single. And now they're all the way at four at $880.5 million. $1.63 billion, New Yorkers. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we'll switch it up, uh, talk a little local basketball, including University of Hawaii basketball. And we have the HHSA Boys Basketball State Tournament uh, Championship game happening today. So we'll let you know the scores from yesterday and who's playing tonight. All that and more next on Wake Up in the Den. Please don't stop the music. You're listening to Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the all-new Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. It's oh, yeah. Dance party. I know Alan's bummed he's missing out on the dance party right now. <laughs> Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, Paul Brecht with you on this Aloha Friday. A couple more days until the Super Bowl. Hope everyone is, you know, has some plans, going to have some fun. Of course, as always, be safe. Be safe in this windy and rainy weather. Um, and yeah, just don't get all crazy if you haven't done your grocery shopping or you're going to go out into your grocery shopping on Sunday where it's going to be a madhouse probably before... Uh, I would say definitely the morning is going to be crazy. Hope you're getting your, you know, sashimi, ahi platters. Um, Okay, my stomach just got hungry just mentioning the food. (laughs) Um, I am actually, you know, I usually stay home. I don't really do the Super Bowl party anymore just because I get so focused on the game. Me and the other half get a little crazy. So it's better to just, you know, stay home and be with each other. You got any plans for the Super Bowl, Paul? Or are you just staying home? No, no, nothing too crazy. Probably will watch it with a few friends uh but outside of that just taking in football and uh enjoying it as everyone gets a chance to (laughs) enjoying kind of like the last hurrah really until the fall and we have to wait so long until i mean i guess there's the draft to look forward to but it's still not being able to watch games i will say though i am looking forward to i can just kind of enjoy myself that day because coach timmy chang uh he already told us Monday practice, uh, spring practice for the <laughs> UH football team. It's a it's a national holiday in his yeah. mind after the Super Bowl. So uh, nothing going for them, which means nothing going at seven a.m. for me at least. Yeah, be nice. That's true. He did give the team. Well, I can think more of you know himself and the coaches off the day <laughs> after Super Bowl. As a, hey, I think it should be a holiday for everyone again I don't really go out and get like crazy anymore for the Super Bowl but I know a lot of people do and it's just fun to not have to think about um yeah doing anything else I or we will be here so don't worry beautiful people I'll still be here on Monday 
knock on wood. <laughs> I don't want to say that. And then I'm going to like text Alan like in the morning and like oversleep or something as I'm like, yeah, no, we'll be on. I'll be here on Monday. Just kidding. No, but our plan is to be here and yeah, having all of you guys recapping the Super Bowl. Hopefully it's a good game. Um, hopefully the Chiefs win. <laughs> No, we'll see. I just, I just want to. You want like a good game. That's the, that's all you can think. Hopefully, the Rihanna concert is good, or we don't have a situation like when Bruno Mars performed it the first time, and the running joke was, "Oh, did you guys see that there was a football game at the Bruno Mars concert? Because his performance was awesome, and the game itself was a snooze fest." So at the end of the day, hopefully, both the game and halftime is awesome. And yeah, as a fan with no one, no team like in the actual game, that's all you can hope for. All right. Anyway, switching gears, getting you caught up with boys basketball again going on right now is the championship, the HHSAA, uh, or excuse me, the Heidi and Cook HHSAA boys basketball state championships in the division one championship game. You have the number one seed St. Louis versus the number two seed Campbell. Ooh, shout out OIA. Uh, St. Louis beat Moanalua yesterday, 47-34 and Campbell Topped Marino 46-38. So that should be a very good game. Uh, Paul, you were part of, you know, calling the the Campbell game and whatnot. And yeah, it's pretty, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, our heart's a little bit more with Campbell as we are the home of the OIA. But nonetheless, this is another one, just like we we're talking about the Super Bowl, assuming and hoping for a really good battle and a good game between those two top squads. And essentially the really the two best teams by far this year in the state so it's good to see them make it all the way to the championship and battle it out yeah it's uh, essentially chalk when you take a peek at the state bracket and when you have the top two teams going against each other it means the regular season kind of did its job right it uh it figured out who the top two squads were uh regardless of league and now they'll take uh take on each other tonight and should be an exciting one uh, we you mentioned it we are the home of OIA sports here uh on Oahu and uh, so we, we've seen a Campbell play a couple of times I will say the Sabres a really really fun unit and mm-hmm. uh, one that has progressively gotten more healthy as their playoff run has gone which helps out any team especially one with the talent that the Sabres have yeah and I'm just a soft spot obviously one of the re- reasons why you know we have a I have a soft spot for in my heart for OIA schools. And not only because, you know, I am a product of an OIA school, but also when we spoke to the Campbell Sabres head coach, he even mentioned about like, you know, sometimes he has to like do other things and his his assistant coaches take over. But that's the thing with a lot of these coaches, they are kind of helping the school in other ways and doing multiple things. I think he said he had to like coach track and then come over to coach basketball, but, you know, really doing this service to our kids. Yeah, it was track practice that he had to yeah. go to. And it, uh, it, it goes back to the adage, you know, it takes a village. Um, mm-hmm. And while that's true for, like, raising kids and whatnot, it's also true for sports teams, for teams in general, for communities in general. You know, any type of thing that you want to be successful, you have to have it be watered by everybody surrounding it. And that's... Uh, not to be all corny, but that's exactly what's <laughs> happened with this Campbell Sabres team. It's is okay, that I get corny on the show all the time. <laughs> every opportunity that has arisen uh, for people in that community to step up for them, they have. And 
they're trying to now reward all those uh, people who have helped them through the years with a state championship. So it, it is really, really cool to see uh, what they've been able to do throughout this uh, state playoff run. Yeah, and we go back and mention, you know, Kyle mentioned it, Kyle Goldera mentioned it during the broadcast about uh, the boys and the girls teams for Campbell winning OIA titles and the late and great Jim Leahy was a teacher at Campbell before moving into sports broadcasting full time. So it got, you know, really full circle in that sense. So I think it would just be like really storybook, you know, should Campbell be able to come up on top and be a state championship team as this was like, that was the first time they won as a OIA title. And yeah, I'm getting chickens get just talking about it. Um, but we don't want to forget our, our friends at in Division Two. So in the Division Two championship, you have number one seed Kohala versus unseeded University. Kohala beat Hawaii Baptist yesterday, 61-45, and University topped Kauai High, 56-45. So the Division Two state championship game is scheduled for 5 p.m. today and the division one championship game is scheduled for 7 p.m. but depending obviously how the how long the first game goes if there's overtime yada yada uh, we'll see they kind of play it by ear when the second game starts but at the earliest usually when they set a time it means at the earliest it'll start at seven both games are at the simplify arena at stan sheriff center if you guys want to go check it out but remember you do have to purchase your tickets ahead of time or i think in this case you can actually purchase it at the box office but normally you guys you can purchase it online uh if you need the link we have it on our website it, either if you go to hawaiisportsradio.com it'll be on the home page or you just click on the OIA sports tab we'll also have it there if you guys need the link to purchase your tickets because sometimes if especially if you're driving right now it's kind of hard to explain what the uh website is so <laughs> Just go to hawaiisportsradio.com where you can get everything. And you can get Paul Breck's fabulous recaps and write-ups that he does. And he's 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 the five-tool player like the rest of us, that we like to say. And we're happy to have you aboard. Hey, you got to step up your game when you work here at HSRN. And uh, that's what you guys allow me to do every day. So uh, thank you for that chance. And I, I hope people listen and I hope they do go listen, or, uh, read some of those things because there's a lot of really cool stuff happening around the island, really cool stuff happening with a lot of teams around the island. And we're just getting started, baby. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll close it out with some University of Hawaii basketball as I'll share a funny story. It, it, and it might have been, I messaged or I tweeted at Allen last night during the men's basketball game that it was kind of like a mix of uh, Rako and Rhonda last night and for those of you who have been listening to the show you know what i mean but we'll talk about it next on the hawaii sports radio network 95.1 fm and am 760 i've been everywhere man looking for someone someone who can please me back to more wake up in the den with kukule agbayani on the hawaii sports radio network 95.1 fm and am 760 from yesterday where have you been rihanna <laughs> don't worry you guys it was it's only for the last two days bear with me as i get hyped for the rihanna concert on sunday as i am probably equally hyped for that as i am for the actual game itself uh nothing could make me more excited for this sunday's game more than the rihanna halftime show than if the bears were in it that's about it any other team it would still be the same type of 
feeling and excitement for the halftime show as there will be a football game at the Rihanna concert on Sunday. <laughs> I, I got a lot of friends who are big Rihanna fans. Uh, I, I know that they're all looking forward to the concert on Sunday and then uh, some football in between. Yeah, that's why. Let's sprinkle in a football game there. Uh, sandwiching, <laughs> I guess, not in between. Yeah. No, but um, all right, going since we're running out of time for this fun Aloha Friday show. Uh, first, just let it, uh, talking about the women's game for a second. I didn't get to watch it, but the women did grind out a win yesterday, beating UC San Diego 61-58. So that's good on them, as when we talked about the women's team, they are you know just hit with the injury bug this season, but all the faith with Laura Beeman and her squad that they will be able to overcome and be ready so for the tournament the Big West tournament coming up next month, but good for the Rainbow Wahine as, and then they'll go and play at Cal State Fullerton on Saturday. That game will be at 4 p.m. Hawaii time, and you can watch it on ESPN Plus. Woo! <laughs> All right, going over to the men's game because that's where uh, I was, where I always am, sitting over there, getting a little crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, and that first half, I got really crazy <laughs> they just started off like ice cold and you see san diego was on fire and it was just weird so like they just had a lot of uh did had a lot of weird cross-court passes that kept getting intercepted and i'm like what are they seeing or not seeing uh, altogether surprisingly they only had 10 turnovers but i feel like all of those 10 were just ridiculous like if you have turnovers you want to make sure it's like legit steals right like the other team is just outworking you and just playing really tough defense oh no they were making some ridiculous passes and cross-court passes which is usually a no-no so I'm like I don't know what was going on Uh, that's something that we've seen from this Rainbow Warriors team though is like it's a really really talented unit who for the most part does a lot of really good winning things just there are stretches whether it's in the first half in the second half that you know you can count on this one stretch of the game where you're going to be like what what are we doing what's going on here um and i i've obviously sat in on a bunch of press conferences and chatted with players coaches alike and it's been a point for them as well where they are trying to find that consistency trying to eliminate those errors where they get exposed where their mental mistakes get exposed and uh last night in the first half obviously uh uh, just too many of those decisions where you put yourself in a hole yeah in all game they didn't shoot the best from the field shot 42 or just under 43 percent in the first half shot under just under 47 percent in the second half and and to UC San Diego's credit as they were able to outscore Hawaii in the first half and at halftime the score was 35 29 in favor of UC San Diego and they shot 50 percent from the field in the the first half but fortunately for us in the second half was 31 percent and that's where it swapped final score with Hawaii winning 69 62 but I know a lot of people were kind of wondering, including myself, that, you know, one of my favorite players who's also kind of like the hustle player every time and that beyond Riley did not play and he did not suit up. He was in his like full warm ups the whole time. Uh, but 
what I've been told is that he was having some hip soreness and some tightness, the more of a lower body thing. So they're hoping to have him back for tomorrow's game versus Cal State Fullerton, as that's kind of our redemption game because we had lost on the road to Fullerton. And at least you see San Diego, Hawaii swept uh, the conference series where they had beat them earlier in the season as well. But hope like we need everyone that we can get in this one. It was good to see though ha- Harry Ruledef really get some significant action playing 20 minutes, uh, scoring eight points, but he was two for four from three. So it was good to see him. Some people were wondering why more sec didn't get in at all. Um, it was more of a matchup thing. And sometimes that's what it is where you see San Diego didn't really have like a, for lack of a better description, a big, big. <laughs> so and more sec, I need to remind everyone, is still a relatively new player. So part of the decision to really not play him is because if he were to try to defend one of their bigs who would, he would be matched up against, they'd probably just burn him. And so that's what you got to do. And we talk about coaching. That's how important it is, especially we talk about football. But in basketball, you need to be aware and the co- assistant coaches need to do their job in scouting the team you're going to play. So to me, I mean, that that's you know a testament to this coaching staff and making those adjustments and I know sometimes for fans they don't get to see all of that stuff that goes behind the scenes they're like well more sex seems like he was having such great games all this time but in basketball sometimes it's just about matchup and that's the key that's the main reason why he didn't play I know another um, question mark that I've heard from fans is why Justice Jackson didn't play either well Cody Williams they kind of play the same position and Sometimes a player is just playing better than the other one. So Cody Williams is getting that playing time because he's just showing that he plays better right now than a Justice Jackson. And that's just, I mean, I know some people will be like, yeah, but, but, and, you know, all the the coaches in the stands. (laughs) But that I'm just letting you guys know for everyone that has questions as to why certain players didn't play yesterday, that is why. And if you're still questioning it, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is the beautiful thing about this Rainbow Warriors team, too, is the depth that they have. You mentioned Beyond Riley being out, and while Beyond is a fan favorite, uh, the coaching staff does have other guys that they can go to, and it, that is something that, uh, while having depth is a good thing, it can also cause for people not seeing time in every single game. And while that's frustrating for some fans and to not see some fan favorites check in, uh, at the end of the day, the main goal is to come out with the W, and that's exactly what UH did. Yeah, that's the end goal. So people can't question anything. If I get it, maybe if they were to lose, you're going to question anything and everything. But we came out with the win. Uh, Noel Coleman had a really good game, scoring the most for the Rainbow Warriors with 19 points points Samuta Avea actually was exciting to watch yesterday he followed Noel with 17 points but oddly was called for a technical for flopping which I'm like what and that brings me to my other funny story of the day is because um and Paul you and I were talking about it on the break and I've talked about it on the show is like I'm not one to really call out officials because I feel like they're human they make mistakes like anybody nobody is perfect at doing their job like let's be honest people so I I really don't like to or don't encourage people really yelling at the referees or anything but sometimes they're bad (laughs) like you just can't help it it's more than just a mistake you're just kind of looking at each other like what and so one of them were kind of bad and the full circle moment and I feel bad for chuckling because he ended up getting hurt and you never want to laugh at people's injuries, but it was kind of, 
he ended up apparently maybe pulling a hamstring one of the referees so in the second half there were only two of them um, but he was one of the referees that had refed in the HPU game that we were a part of and apparently he wasn't the best there either so the basketball gods uh have a funny way of going about things <laughs> they don't just smite players uh officials got to keep their eye out as well i think yeah but it was just interesting where i'm like oh yeah why is there only two refs and Kyle Galdero was uh, working for spectrum that time and he's the one that kind of told me he's like i'm not sure what it is but apparently we heard that he has some kind of injury, injury and could not return. He was he was ruled out for the remainder of the contest. <laughs> quick, quick tweak, uh, not questionable, doubtful to return. Oh yeah, doubtful to return. All right. Um, one positive note from yesterday. Well, aside from the win, is that I really want to give a shout out to the team that itself and the coaches uh, for the Rainbow Warriors. As Kanoa Lehi was back in action, uh, calling the game in the play-by-play, and you know he did recently lose his dad last week Monday, and. This is the first time I've seen him since that. So, of course, you know, a lot of us went up to him and gave him a hug and uh, just thrilled, you know, to see him. But can't can only imagine what he's going through right now because him and his dad were so close. But after the conclusion of the game and after they sung the alma mater, the entire basketball team and the coaches uh, went out to, you know, kind of give him hugs. And, and it's kind of like when the broadcast was going on for Spectrum. But I think they were in a commercial break, so they're... You know, like shaking his hand, giving him a hug. And I thought that because that's stuff that you don't have to do. But again, it's a testament to this squad where that's it's they they recruit good humans for this program. And when you can have good humans and win, I mean, that's most of the win win as we uh, tend to see where a lot of the winning programs aren't really the best of humans. (laughs) So. Yeah, it's, it was good to see. It's nice to see them keep their class. Uh, certainly a team who respects the history of the University of Hawaii. Yeah, and the Stan Sheriff Center on the, the Jumbotron had like a little memoriam thing for Jim Leahy. So it was full chicken skin moment. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard to deal with that type of loss or any loss for that matter. But all of us, you know, we're all here for Kanoa and we all love Jim and he contributed so much to the community. But yeah, I just wanted to say that was a feel good moment for that. But we'll be at the basketball game tomorrow. Hopefully it's more of a Reiko moment and not a Ronda. But also hope everyone has a safe and fun Super Bowl Sunday. For Paul Brecht, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. Your home for USC Trojans football, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.